so hi one of the good noise podcast i'm shane i'm glory and we're here with damien gutierrez from the band cannibal kids what the hell's up bro <laughs> we're gonna ask him some <laughs> questions today about their newest single jeans so congrats on that by the way how do you feel about the response to it so far you know so love. far it's been really cool i mean we come from an indie pop like pop world so releasing a more subdued emo track uh, to me, felt like a pop song, but I know to most people who heard it were kind of like, man, this is so emo. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had, but the response has been wonderful. And, and we worked so hard on the music video that came out just a few weeks ago. And to get all the beautiful responses we've gotten is, I don't know, it's, it's what makes it all worth it, you know? The music video is sick. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank yeah. you really very enjoyed much. It. Thanks. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the single name or the cover art? Yeah, so the name is multi-layered, and that's kind of how I always approach things. Like, like there's layers to this. So the idea of the word jeans to me is a term of endearment. So I think of the word jeans as like a like babe or sweetheart or whatever. And uh, the term kind of comes from the idea of like when you're really in love with somebody, you let them wear your pants. You know, and I think that's a small gesture of love and that I wanted to highlight on the song through the title. So that's more or less where that where that idea comes from, because in the promotion for the song, one of the things we asked our audience is like, who wears your jeans? Mm -hmm. You know, who's wearing Mm -hmm. your pants? Yeah, that's very cool. So that's kind of where it comes from. And the cover art, the cover art. um, Mm -hmm. So the cover art's really, really cool. It's kind of half an idea that. That I'm that I'm kind of holding back on. Well, no, whatever. We're on the podcast. Let's yeah, just come say. on, come on. Let's just say. we've got all the time. This is for the exclusive. <laughs> so, so um, a part of the new series of Cannibal Kids singles is going to be uh, including these kaiju monsters. It's kind of a theme we played with last year, and we were going to continue. Or in 2020, we played a little bit of it in 2021, and now we're going to continue it in 2022. Um, the idea of cannibal kids having their own lore of kaiju monsters. So the first set of hands that we've seen are of the genes monster. And that's the kaiju monster kind of represents, you know, kind of hand over fist, like the demons that we deal with, the things that we're hiding from, the things that we're scared of. In this instance, it's a breakup song. So those hands that are on my shoulder and on my head um, are the actual representation of being held down by those feelings you know mm-hmm. whoa okay. yeah all right interesting cool and and actually the cover was made by my best friend brianna piedra who also directed the music video oh, and wow. um she is a phenomenal artist probably one of the greatest artists i've ever known she's done so much artwork for cannibal kids she's like the unspoken fifth member of the band um because she knows cannibal kids visually inside and out and her and i worked really closely on that cover um and yeah we shot it outside of uh the guitarist's dustin's house we shot it super quick edited that thing up it was ready within a few weeks oh yeah good. yeah awesome. uh so can you tell us a little about your writing process for the single great question um so this is one of those songs that i didn't expect to take this long uh jeans the infant idea was made in like 2019 and um it kind of stayed on the hard drive for a little while um until i want to say 2000 like middle of 2022 we brought it back from the hard drive and i remember hearing it and being like this is a single like i don't want to 
rush this song at all. I want to take as much time as needed. So the song ended up taking about a few months. Hmm. Um, and this is one of those songs that we wrote inside of the box. So a lot of musicians will use this term when, when we refer to writing music on a computer. So we didn't write this song in a room amongst us with our gear and our equipment and Luke on drums and me on a mic and guitar. Like this was strictly made on a computer. And that's kind of a style we've been working on writing, writing style that we've been working on since like 2019, 2020. Um, this kind of gives us the freedom to like work on a project. Somebody can like touch it, then pass it on to somebody else. Mm -hmm. I can sit there and work on it. Then I can pass it on to somebody else. And this process happened over the course of a few months back and forth uh, until we, until we eventually finished the song. Um, so like moving to like working on the computer, um, was your, like, you said you started that like late 2019, I guess that moving into like the pandemic and writing during the pandemic was an easier transition for you guys than most bands. Yeah, I would say so. Um, it's kind of the future of where music's headed anyways. I'm happy that we've mm -hmm. naturally geared towards that. It allows us to write remotely. It It also allows all of us to independently produce mm -hmm. so that's one thing that a lot of bands you know in our world don't necessarily do all three of us uh produce so um it you know it's just really cool because i can hear the raw idea the sonic idea that one of my band members is saying rather than him just going oh bro it's gonna go to a it's gonna go to d minor <laughs> like, yeah I don't know what, what are you talking about let me just hear your idea and yeah. it's really it's a really cool way of writing oh yeah yeah sure. yeah uh Oh, sorry. And one more thing about this song mm -hmm. is that I remember Dustin, D this, this inception of, my, of the idea was Dustin's idea. And he had literally just the intro it was just that filtered part with the synth. And then it opens up to the verse with the synth. And mm -hmm. I remember hearing that and just being like, dude, give me the project right now. And <laughs> the energy was just so alive. And I remember being like, this is not, I remember everybody being like, this isn't a Cannibal Kids song. And I remember showing it to my producer at our label, Shame X Records, and then being like, this is a Cannibal Kids song. And I was like, why couldn't it be? Mm -hmm. And and that's why it came out. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this track and the meaning behind it. Oh, this is so crazy. So I'm going to give you guys like the most raw answer to this question okay. um this song is pretty heavy it's probably the most personal open song that i've ever written put out um because it's about some real shit it's about real people and i want to be sensitive to that because it's like a crazy thing to be able to write music and then talk about it and then being on the other end of that like i'd imagine that's also a crazy experience um but my favorite song is our favorite line is in the beginning of it which is um it says, uh, she said that she might have cancer. I don't really know because we don't talk about it. And the reason why I resonated so much with that line is I was trying to figure out how to talk about that in a respectful but interesting, artful way. And sometimes you get so caught up in the metaphor about, oh, like, what is this? But something about saying the words directly and just saying what it is is mm -hmm. extremely powerful to me and i usually gear towards lyricism like that that's really explicit i love like very flowery language very symbolic you know super heavy metaphor hand over fist kind of songwriting but i also really love when songwriters just say what it is mm -hmm. and when i was writing the song the person who i was writing it about i wasn't talking to at the time mm 
And I fully intended the song to just be for that person. Um, I did. I wrote it as if it was a letter to them, not really thinking about the audience or who would, who else would listen to it. So when I wrote that line down, I remember thinking and being like, I don't know if I'm going to get pushback for this line or if my bandmates are going to think it's interesting or, or if it's not right to say this, but I trusted my gut there and my guys trusted me and everybody around me trusted, trusted me. And I was really happy with that line. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, but there's also a few, there's a lot of lines in that song that I really like. Sure. Has the person that you wrote the song about heard the song since then or do yeah, you not know? Okay. Yeah, they have, they have. Oh, okay. Yeah. What they think of it, if you don't mind me they, asking. No, of course. Yeah, they enjoyed it. Uh, they really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Right. Good. Um, so where was your headspace at while you were writing this single? So over the so this song kind of like transformed a lot. Originally, it was going to be a story about several people around me who were kind of going through shit, like just heavy shit. Um, and then I kind of, in the writing of it, I was like, I don't, think I have enough in me to say all that much about their situation. And I kind of just fell back into, let me just talk about me for a second. And um, I'm sorry, I kind of went on a tangent. What was the question? <laughs> headspace <laughs> while writing the single. Oh, my headspace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My headspace was very heavy and just distorted and I kind of let myself marinate in those emotions when writing these songs because I'm I am trying to produce something that's not that's really real, you know. Mm -hmm. That was my motive with this song. It's like you need to be as real as possible. This needs to don't cut any corners. And every line refers to something that has really happened. And even the music video is full. Every scene, every moment of that music video was based on something real. Hmm. Um, yeah. Very cool. Wow. So completely unfiltered. Yeah, I tried to be. I tried to be. Yeah. Sometimes when you're a songwriter, you hold back, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. it's like because you think about the other person, you think about like, you know, tens of thousands of people are going to listen to this. This this is not a, a thing or there's a little bit of responsibility on the artist's shoulders on how they portray this information. And I take it very seriously when I write. But sometimes that can keep you from wanting to say exactly what you want to say. So. I don't know. Lately, I've just been kind of like not giving a fuck and just wanted to say what I want to say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 You know. Mm -hmm. uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to the single for the first time? Should they play in the dark with friends at <laughs> the gym wow. with headphones oh, on? Oh, okay. They blast a at a great... party? No, what that's great. This Gene specifically, not all Cannibal Kids music, but Gene specifically yeah, should, be, should be blasted on the highway. Ooh. This is this is like a 85 miles an hour to well let's not encourage that <laughs> let's say 60 miles an hour 60 miles an hour okay <laughs> around 60 to 65 miles an hour you roll the mm. windows down you put this on like you really think about where you're at you mm. know all right okay that's that's the kind of vibe for that song i feel like i have to ask since you already said you know the <laughs> exact miles per hour you're supposed to go and the windows are down what like time is it that you should listen to it nighttime for sure okay. nighttime this, this near this entire song was nearly written in a car oh wow yeah interesting mm -hmm. wow. i do a lot of my lyricism and like melody constructing driving i don't know why it's it's extremely stimulating to me i think so when i'm especially i i work in stagehands so sometimes i'm like i'm coming home super late two three four in the morning so when i'm driving uh, highways in Florida. There's just a long stretch of 30, 40 miles. That's mm -hmm. like when I, I get my like creative juices happening. 
Yeah. I certainly hope you're not actively writing. No, like, no, no. You, you pen and paper. You're not going to see <laughs> pen and paper. What you, what you will see me doing is is like on my steering wheel, like um, like starting the track over and over again. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. I'll be like sitting there like. Nah, 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 nah. Oh. Well, let me try this and like keep and keep going you know okay yeah that's what you'll see you won't see okay yeah, dude, no 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 dude i got the i got the five seven here i got a focus ride i got the laptop like we're, we're really making scratch demos on the highway <laughs> of course, of course. um so this question should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe this single for new listeners in three words no more no less gloomy addictive dancey Okay. I like that. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, so, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this track to invoke in your listeners? Mm, I don't personally have anything to say to the listener, like as far as what you should feel. You know, some mm-hmm. people have told me that this song has resonated with them as far as the energy. It makes them feel like they want to dance. This is like a cross between pop and rock and a really interesting, dancey emo flavor. And I think that's super valid. But some people have said this song is extremely resonated. I've been through situations similarly. I have loved and it has fallen apart. And this song resonates with me in that way. Listen, man, listen to the song. Feel however the fuck you want to feel. It's not mine anymore. It's yours, you know? Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so what band or artist influence do you think you can hear the most on this track, if any? Um, I was, you know, one that really kept in my mind as far as visuals go was Linkin Park in a funny way, just kind of like that whole new metal, like Y2K vibes, which is something we chased after for the video too. Um, what's the music video for breaking the habit? He like jumps off this. It's like an anime music video. It's super badass. He like jumps off the roof off the building, which is when we were conceptualizing the music video, I was like, oh my God, like the fucking Linkin Park music video. And then we all sat there and watched and we're like, just like this, like we want it to look like that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I guess a little bit of Linkin Park, um, but in general, I really wasn't trying to reference any any um, specific bands or anything. Yeah. yeah. I will say melodically though, like the, the actual melody itself is a little bit of like, hip-hop pop music hmm. uh if you just take the raw melody itself it kind of feels like it could be in a drake song to be honest mm-hmm. but that's right. you know taking it away from the music just the actual melody itself yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. of course all right uh, so what's your favorite memory that you made while creating the single favorite memory um i think my favorite memory and anytime you're recording a song is like when it's around the 50 to 70% range, when it's not totally Mm -hmm. finished, Mm -hmm. but when it hasn't totally just begun. And my favorite memories are like listening to the song, like the scratch demo over and over again, like feeling super inspired and being like, yo, this is going to be fire. Like, I can't wait. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a distinct memory of showing two friends of mine and um, they're not musicians. And I rarely show like non-music friends, anything. I rarely show anybody anything until it's finished. You can even ask like, my my significant other my parent like everybody who knows me like i don't share anything yeah (laughs) but but i remember showing the scratch demo to two friends and they were like whoa like this is kind of crazy and they're shout out their both names are eric and i remember it was like 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 late 2020 that i had shown them and they were like this is really cool so Mm -hmm. i respect them they're awesome artists so oh yeah visual artists you know 
Uh, so picture this, you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Ooh, trail mix and chocolate milk, bro. Okay. Trail mix and chocolate milk. That is the, that's, 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 that's my shit right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can't emphasize it enough. Yeah. All right. Are you the type of person who picks around the raisins in the no. trail mix? No, 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 okay. I, Everything. You scoop it all up. And I'm also, I'm also talking not just like party mix. It's not a party mix dude here. Oh, we got okay. Like. We got like the cheddar heavy ones. We got like the mm-hmm. ones that are more like uh, raisin heavy. I just mm-hmm. had one the other day. It was almonds, walnuts, r- dried raspberry, and Ooh. dark chocolate. It was oh, sounds good. Phenomenal. Yeah, huge fan of uh, trail mix. Mm-hmm. Love that. All right. Perfect. Uh, so, where do you see the band in the next five years? Um, <laughs> I was gonna make an awful joke. I was no, say- go on, make it, make it. <laughs> Uh, in five years, I hope to be a, I hope to be able to sustain a financial state in music. I hope to be able to be like a low tier banging band that it's like weekend warriors. Like you got to catch these guys, like, you know, like musicians, musicians. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. That That's, that's my dream is to just kind of sit in that world. Um, and in five years, who knows, man? I'll just put out a couple more records, tour a few more times, and do it until I can't. That's really the that's really the motive. Fair enough. Perfect. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? On death row? Yeah. Death row? You're dying right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm dying right now. Can I get some, uh, honestly, the classic, this is all I want. Mm-hmm. Yellow rice. Refried bean, refried beans, mm-hmm. and like three uh, al pastor y piña tacos. That's it. That's all mm-hmm. I want. I could die right there. Do you have a drink with that? Oh, a drink. Uh, sweet yeah, tea. sweet tea. Sweet tea. Yeah, sweet tea. Very cool. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Oh, that's a crazy question. Um. Uh, it's either between like the MCU where I can mm. have powers too, like I want to live in the Marvel world and like hang out with Daredevil and Spider Man and stuff like that, or cool. like perhaps like the Naruto universe would be pretty cool, you know? Okay, know. all right. Yeah. Wait, wait, so if you were in the MCU, what power would you want to have? Uh, the power of telekinesis. That's what oh, I want like to be able to like levitate things i kind of have like magneto powers but like not like so like brainy it's more like coming from my hands like it's a magic basically okay Mm -hmm. that's perfect that's perfect um sorry for the honor of asking the last question and every single person we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question what's your favorite color oh fuck um (laughs) like if you just ask me like gun to my head hundred dollars on the table it's green it's okay. green for sure. And it's like a, a dark foresty green, like this shirt that my okay. webcam can't really show too well. But um, a dark foresty green followed by this blue, like oh. this royal blue. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, cool. that's good. Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, yeah, man. Check us. Uh, my name is, once again, Danny Gutierrez from the band Cannibal Kids. Please follow us on any social platform on the handle at Cannibal Kids. Go to our website, CannibalKids.com, to get some tickets. We're about to go on tour in March with Raquel Lilly, the legendary Twitch streamer. 
Um, we also are running a campaign on Indiegogo if you would like to pick up a few perks, some exclusive merchandise, a private show to help us get to the West Coast in March. And also follow us on our brand new Twitch channel, our Twitch slash Cannibal Kids. We're going to start, or I'm going to start streaming with the homies and it's going to be super fun. A lot of music content. Uh, we want to see the behind the scenes of what it's like to be a DIY artist. Then uh, come check it out. Join okay. the army. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, thank Thanks, you. guys. Of course. Thank you for now. That's been Damien from Cannibal Kids, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>